Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Bravo Tea with a stay-at-home mom. I'm Erica, and I'm ready to talk about some tea. Well, I hope everyone had a great Thanksgiving. I know I did, ate a lot of food, spent time with our kids and family, but now we're back to regular scheduled Bravo shows too, which is good. At least we did get to watch Beverly Hills the night before Thanksgiving, so I'm going to be recapping that. And since we didn't have Southern Charm this week, I will just talk about some gossip tea that happened over the weekend with just a couple different Bravo celebs. So we can dive into that after the recap. So we bring it back to Sutton and Kyle's awkward, weird conversation. And she still just seems out of it. She said, or Kyle said that she would answer any of Sutton's questions. And Sutton is still kind of like erratic and weird. She's like, what's going on with you? And since Kyle is totally sober, she's just like, I'm going to peace out. Enough with the tea, enough with talking to you. I'm leaving. So then we go to Erica talking to her mom because she is coming to visit her. And it's really funny, a little side note. So I told you guys earlier that my name is spelled the same way as Erica. But then she's talking to her mom and we see her name is Renee. And my mom's name is not Renee, but my sister-in-law's name is Renee. So just seeing Erica and Renee up on TV, I was like, oh my God, that's so funny. But Erica was cracking me up because she, you could tell she's annoyed by her mom. She never really sees her. And she's like, I have a time limit on the time that she is here because it is just too much for me. And in my old house, since it was so big, we could get away from each other, but here we can't. So that was pretty funny because I feel like some people always get on our nerves. So that was like relatable and just like a funny little thing. And then we go to Garcelle's son is cooking and I like their relationship. It's fun. It's um the one that has the girlfriend and he's asking if she can sleep over. And I'm like not ready for those conversations. I have a five-year-old and two-year-old. I have two girls. But I'm like not ready to have those talks. Like, oh, can I go sleep at my boyfriend's house? It's like, when is that acceptable? When is that appropriate? And, you know, I think the difference is too, if it's just their regular house, that's different. If it's like, oh, it's a beach house and we're going on vacation and their parents are there, like, that's different. But then also, do you let them sleep in the same room? And I'm 32, so, like, what are we doing now? What are the age-appropriate things? These are all things I don't even want to think about that I'm going to have to deal with one day. But she's talking to him about her screening and it's for a movie that she did through Lifetime called Black Girl Missing. I do like me some Lifetime, so I'm going to have to look that up and watch it because I do think Garcelle's a good actress. And um, she was in the movie, but I guess she produced it too. And that's why she's having like the little screening party for everyone. 
And then we go to Crystal and Rob. Now, last episode we saw her, or not the last episode, it was like two episodes ago, saw her talking to her brother at lunch with Rob. And I was like confused and weirded out. So he was engaged, but he did not live here. And then the pandemic happened and her and her mom like made him come over here. But the fiance didn't get approved um, her visa didn't get approved in time. So she had to stay there. And then ultimately, that's why they broke up. Now, she feels that Rob, her brother, or I mean, that's her husband. I'm sorry. Her brother is holding some resentment towards her for that. And I guess I could understand and see that. But at the end of the day, he's an adult man and he ultimately did choose to come over here. But I do also get if you feel so pressured from your mom and sister and they're kind of giving you an ultimatum that you need to come over here. I get it. But um, it's giving me Teresa Judice vibes. Like we all kind of think... That no matter what Melissa does, sometimes Teresa, just no one's going to be good enough for her brother. So it's giving me the same thing with Crystal. Like, she didn't care that he was engaged or, like, think about that. Put herself in his shoes or the fiancé's shoes. And she was just like, no, like, you're my brother. I need you here. And I, I get why... Rob, her husband, is like, you need to talk to him. So he is FaceTiming the brother and then kind of just forces it on Crystal, which sometimes you just got to do that. The brother's crying because he was currently in China. And I guess that was going to be the first time he was seeing her since they broke up. And it's like really difficult for him. So I'll be excited to see further into that deep dive because that'll be interesting. But then we cut to Sutton and her friend Jennifer Tilly, who was the one in the Chucky movies. And it's so funny because every time I hear her voice on the screen and I'm not looking, I think that we're watching Chucky, the Bride of Chucky. So they go to see her horse, which we got the price tag on that, $47,000. Because, you know, her opening tagline is, who needs a knight in shining armor when you have your own horse? Now, Santos got some nice carrots, a little necklace with roses. They are doing a photo shoot. I mean, Sutton gets $300,000 a month, we found out. So she probably just takes that cameraman everywhere and, like, doesn't worry about taking little iPhone photos like you and me. I would. I mean, I would like beautiful, nice photography all over the house of everything we do. So that's that's what she's doing there. And then they go have lunch in the stables, which these stables look so expensive. So not only are we thinking about the horses, 47000 how much is it costing for the horse to live there? And since he isn't living on like Sutton's property, when a horse lives somewhere else like that, you pay them to like feed them and groom them and all that because you are not maintaining them 24 hours a day on your home property. They're somewhere else. So... And you know she's paying someone like she's not going there every day to feed him. So just all these thoughts always race through my brain. The money. She's rich, honey. But they are talking about Kyle. She's telling Jennifer Tilly that, you know, 
she had the talk with her at her house and she feels that Kyle has changed, like all the working out, she's losing the weight, they're not drinking, and they're both kind of agreeing that sometimes people do dramatic things like that when there is a sadness or something they're going through that's difficult in their life and it's becoming more apparent to all the ladies because they kind of touched on it in Vegas, but now we see that they're talking about it even more. And then we see next week, they're just totally going to kind of bamboozle Kyle with all of this at that dinner. But then we pan back to Erica. She's saying her mom is like past the 24 hour mark. So she's getting on her nerves. And then I swear when they were making tea in the kitchen, when she said she was getting on her nerves, I thought that she was reaching for like Sambuca or something to put in the coffee or tea she just made, which was funny, but then it panned away so quick. But I was like, it looks like she's reaching for the alcohol, but she said she's getting on her nerves at this point. So I was like, maybe she is spiking the tea. Um, Cause then she kind of brought up Tom and that was just a no. And Erica's like, Oh my God, I can't wait for you to leave. So that, that was funny. I did. I did think all that was funny. I think we're seeing a different side of Erica this season. And I'm liking it because I think a lot of the stress is off of her. Um, I know it's not all done completely, but I think a big weight is lifted off her shoulder and she feels a little better. So we're getting like a funny side of her again because I think last season she was like a little dark. So I'm glad to see this like funniness with her. So we see Kyle FaceTiming Dorit. And then Sutton's FaceTiming Garcelle. I love when they always do this, when they're like all getting ready for the same event. But the producers are probably like, hey, when you're like in the midst of doing your mascara, can you just like FaceTime this person and talk about what you're probably going to talk about later? Um, And I always love that like Kyle is doing her own makeup and hair. I said that on the last one, but she's one of the few I feel like of like all of them that do it herself. And when they do go to special events, I feel like she doesn't even get it done. Like, And she's great at doing her hair and makeup, so kudos to her. I like to do my makeup, and I am good at makeup. Um, I always like to opt to get my hair done, like cut, color, all that stuff, when we have dinner plans because you can't waste a hairdo on just coming home and sitting on your couch. So I will say, if I was on The Housewives, I would probably be having my hairdresser do my hair for these events. Maybe I would pick and choose and do the makeup myself, but the hair I would need to get done. But they're talking about the elevator scene that we saw the week before. And Sutton is of course telling Garcelle a totally different version. And Kyle is Telling Dorit kind of the version I'm more on the side of. I mean, Sutton was a little erratic and strained, and she was exaggerating. Like, yes, of course, Erica put her in an awkward position with that elevator scene, but it was not at all how she portrayed it. And it's just funny to see them both tell the same story, but it's different. So that's what they were talking about. And then Dorit tells Kyle, though, like, oh, I'm riding with her there. So the funny thing is Dorit is always late 
because she's glamming or she's just like, I feel like on Dorit time. And she does have two little kids. So you know what? I do get that. But usually she's late because she's glamming and taking photos, like selfies um, for her Instagram. But this time she is riding with Sutton and she is waiting in Sutton's driveway. And Sutton has the photographer over that was we saw earlier taking the pictures with the horse. He's now at her house taking pictures. And I was like, wait, this is like weird. Like, is she going to prom? Like she was coming down the stairs and he was taking photos. And I'm like, am I missing something here? Like, this is weird. And she claims it's because she needs content for her store. But I also kind of feel like she never goes somewhere and says like, oh, this is from my store. Or like, she doesn't go on her Instagram. I also don't like go on her Instagram every day and all the time. But I feel like she's not like a Melissa Gorga where like, every time she steps out of her house, she's like, this sequin sweater is envy and puts the link or like this hat is envy. This dress is envy. Like, which like I get like if I was on this show and I had a store, I probably would be doing the same thing. And usually when you have a store, you're getting clothes that you would want to wear anyway. So I feel like she is taking these pictures, but it's like, are you even wearing the clothes from your store? I mean, she must be. And that's why she is. But I cannot confirm or deny that that's what she's doing. But it was giving me like prom vibes, but alone. And then Dorit is like, she is taking so long. And it's funny because, you know, the producers made them ride together because they would never ride together. I mean, that goes back to saying the show is not fake by any means. Like, I really do think these things are happening in their lives because we see it play out off screen. Same things. But they add their little touches in like they send them the car and they arrange who they're going to ride with. Like, it's pretty obvious. But then they are getting the ride to Garcelle's movie premiere. And it's at Beauty in Essex, which looks like such a cool place. So I know there's one in New York. I have not personally been, but I know friends that have been. And it's like you walk in, the one in New York at least, you walk in and it looks like a pawn shop. And then you go through this door and it's like a whole cool restaurant. Now, I didn't see the pawn shop part um, on the show for the LA one. But I'm assuming it's like the same thing because it's the same restaurant. But Kyle arrives and she's kind of looks like um, that monkey. What is that? The George, like uh, Curious George with that hat a little bit like the the monkey's owner <laughs> like she didn't look ugly but it was kind of reminded me of that because like the hat on that guy is like really big I'll have to post a picture later on my Instagram on the stories because that's kind of what it looked like but in a khaki version and then she is sporting a new Birkin um we see it's like the little one the Kelly and it's $16,000 now how many Birkins does this bitch have? I mean, she has one in like every color. And remember, she was robbed and some of them got stolen. So she has since replaced. But I feel like she has always had so many. And I'm like, this isn't like just going and buying like 20 Louis Vuittons. Like owning like 20, which she probably owns more than that, Birkins is like, is just crazy. It's very crazy. But, you know, she's rich, honey. 
But Dorit feels uncomfortable. We're finding out she's telling Sutton in the car. We go back to them in the car. Because she thought it was just like, I guess, the girls. She, I guess, thought it was just like a housewives thing that Garcelle was doing for the show. Because also they do make them kind of have things and it's just them. Like you could tell when they're like, oh, let's celebrate my birthday. But like just you guys are here. None of my other actual friends are like family. And it's like, yeah, you probably had like another real birthday party after that. But Garcelle's like, "Mm -mm, we're going to do this all at once. So I'm going to invite everybody. I'm not having two screenings. So there's like, we find out like 100 people coming and Sutton knew this, but Dorit didn't. And you can see the panic kind of set in. Now, not to be mean, because I have never, thank God, been through something like she has. And I literally can't imagine. But I don't know why she gets scared to go in public. Like, she didn't get robbed in public. She got robbed at her house, and she still lives in the same house. So, like, that's the main mind-blowing thing to me. I mean, if I, if anyone even intruded in our house, I would be like, "Mm mm-mm, we're moving. I don't care how much we like this house or how much below market we need to sell it for. Like, scarred for life. Definitely couldn't even sleep in the same room, but let alone just be in the house after a traumatic event like that. So I'm trying to be sympathetic when I watch the show with her PTSD since I've never gone through that, but I get confused and I feel like PK does too. And that's where we have seen like the rumors that they were separating, but they say it's not happening. I really don't think it is happening, but People are understanding because he is saying he doesn't understand. And he's kind of saying some of it's nonsense. Like he is saying you're pushing it too far with the PTSD. And I do kind of get that. I see that. But maybe she still has PTSD because they still live in the house. But I would think she'd be like, PK, we we need to move, Bubblish. We need to get out of this house and it'll help me. It'll make me zen with Eagle Woman. But... Bringing it back to the party, Jax comes up to Erica because last season at Garcelle's birthday party, Erica was her out of sorts self and she was being mean to him. And he was like, I'm going to go up and just say hi to her. And she has changed, as I said before, Um, she said that Garcelle is raising two very mature boys because just to come up in at a function like that to an adult woman and even say hi, like there's plenty of 15 year old boys that don't even speak to people at things like that, let alone him conducting himself like that. And I think it was good that he went up because you know what? The thing I didn't like is Garcelle said she wishes Erica went up to him. But this is where I got to go to Garcelle. I do like Garcelle, but she is like a damned if you do, damned if you don't. Like, I feel like if Erica would have went up and said something to him, even if it wouldn't have escalated into a fight, if it would have been like civil and everything, I feel like Garcelle would have, we would have panned her confessional and she would have gone, you know, I just wish Erica didn't do that at my event. And her approaching a 15 year old boy is inappropriate. Like, I really feel like she would have said that. So it's like, instead, 
he went up and she has something to complain about. It's like she seems hard to please, which would be very annoying. And I can see why her and Dorit got in that little spat, which I feel will keep continuing like the whole entire season because I feel like she also does do that with them. Holds it kind of like against them for the rest of the season. But um, the movie looks pretty good from the little clips we saw. Like I said, I'm definitely going to watch it maybe over the weekend. That'll be something fun. I'll make my husband watch with me. It's probably like, I feel like the Lifetime movies are like, I used to make fun of my mom for watching them. But now like, they're kind of like thrilling and a little scary. Because it's always like a mean ex-husband coming back to like murder the wife and her new husband or like something crazy like that. So I definitely want to give it a whirl. But oh my God, we see Denise Richards, but she's coming in late in the middle of the movie, duh, with like a bun and like a jean jacket, like per usual. Um, she's probably was a little tipsy. Um, she kind of said hi to a couple people. We didn't really see her. Really excited to see her next week, though. I'll talk about that at the very end. Um, Kyle and Sutton go off and talk saying like Sutton saying to take her hat off maybe it's because she's freaked out by the hat and thinking she looks like Curious George's owner I don't remember his name either so when I post the picture I'm also going to make sure I find out his name I don't remember but they're just not seeing eye to eye they're not clicking it's like a agree to disagree but I feel like this will drag on for a long time uh, she because Kyle's just checked out also because we find out that she doesn't really like even like going out anymore which is kind of strange and this is why I can understand why Maurizio like probably almost doesn't recognize this new Kyle besides the not drinking and the tattoos and, and the working out and stuff like just the fact that their whole life she probably has gone out and they've lived this life because they live in Beverly Hills um to all of a sudden be like oh I don't want to do this I want to sit home and read is very shocking and confusing to everyone because it's kind of like a switch went off overnight and honestly I'm sure it does get tiring going to these things but I think some is fun and especially you know what you're getting paid to be there for a short period of time my butt would be like ecstatic I'm ecstatic to be here I'm getting paid for virtually nothing but um Sutton does ask Kyle which was the burning question probably in all our minds if she has this kind of like resentment and anger towards her because she is friends with Kathy Hilton Kyle's sister and maybe deep down inside that is true but Kyle cannot say that and let alone on camera for Kathy to see for the rest of her life and replay over and over again. Because then that would be like admitting, yeah, I'm mad you're friends with her because like I don't like her right now. Because back then when they filmed, Kyle and Kathy were still a little rocky. But fast forward to modern day, they're fine. And I truly think it's partly because <laughs> she's not with Maurizio anymore. Kathy's like... Good, he left the family business, so bye bye Goodbye, Kyle. In this case, goodbye, Maurizio. But 
I do think Sutton is hitting the nail on the head. And that's what I mean. I, I kind of don't agree with how Sutton's and Kyle's conversation went. But, I mean, she's not wrong. She is kind of saying all the things we probably would, let alone she knows she's making good TV poking these questions at Kyle because she says she is up high at her tall pedestal of perfect life. And I get it. Like, they all show their life good and bad. And Kyle is finally now having some bad and she kind of doesn't want to show it. So that's like not fair. I get it. Everyone else has shown it. And it's something that we all are already reading too. So I don't really know why. I can see if maybe she doesn't want to allege to the cheating, like I said, because of the kids. So they will probably find out anyway, though, because it's kind of hard to hide anything when your parents are both in the public eye. And we have a thing called the internet. So they'll find out anyway, or overhear people talk somewhere. But um, Garcelle and Dorit talk quickly about her feelings from Vegas. So again, Garcelle wants to kind of hammer it in that I feel like you were being dismissive of my feelings. But then it's like, sometimes Garcelle can pan to her confessionals and be dismissive, I think, of people. So then we just go back to Sutton and Kyle and Sutton saying to Kyle, you seem so different. And then, bam, we finally get the preview of an episode we are all waiting for is we're finally going to see Morgan Wade. Finally, finally, finally. And then Anne Marie is finally going to come on. And then uh, it's a tie for me, though, seeing Morgan Wade because we've been waiting for it. But getting Denise Richards at that dinner drunk with the face and the eyebrows, I can't even. I mean, <laughs> this is going to be good. And then we see like Camille is there, um, Faye Resnick. So. They're always good ones to bring back for a little drama. Um, kind of confused about Camille being there because I thought her and Kyle weren't friends anymore because Camille likes to trash talk. And I feel like she likes to so she can get a little attention. But I thought she was trash talking Kyle for a little while. So maybe they made up. I don't know. Like maybe she says to Kyle, oh, I'm just saying that so I could be on TV. And then Kyle's like, oh, okay. But... I'm excited for all that. And like I said, we got the new girl, Anne Marie, finally. I mean, she's going to have to play catch up. Like, are the producers going to show her videos of, like, all the episodes that have already happened, like, right before she goes to that dinner? Because to me, she must have not been able to come because her missing out on that trip was a little weird. I don't understand why they, like, introduce people, like, and just have them dive on in. Because then you got to play catch up. But maybe they also want her to play catch up because the girls are going to like explain about the trip and we're going to get the, the two sides talking at once and then they'll argue about that. So the dinner is infused with like THC, but I'm wondering, is Kyle going to eat it? Because she's preaching she's sober, sober, sober. And to me, sober is like everything. Like you don't put anything that alters your state of mind and your body. And she's talking about drinking. She likes to not drink because she feels better and it altered her state of mind and actions. And to me, 
drugs would do the same thing, whether it's just a little THC or not. But she does kind of flip out. We see in the preview at the dinner about the drinking. She says, if I don't want to have two glasses of wine because I wake up the next day and feel depressed and terrible, then like so be it. So very interesting also that all the sudden alcohol made her feel depressed because I don't think she ever had a problem. Like all the years she's been on the show, she always enjoyed her cocktails, but like she wasn't making drinks like Sutton at 1 p.m. And she just always seemed like socially drinking. And I never thought her behavior was that bad, but obviously she feels bad about it. But it's interesting that now all of a sudden she woke up and would feel depressed from drinking. That is interesting. I know her friend passed away and then all the problems in her marriage and all these rumors too. Like, I don't know if her and Morgan Wade are together. I mean, we won't know until I guess the whole season. I don't even know if we'll know then, but it is going to be interesting to see their relationship on camera. Um, so that's kind of all for the Beverly Hills. And like I said, we don't have Southern charm to talk about. So I wanted to dive into some just Bravo tea. Um, so personally, one of my favorite housewives franchises is, um, New Jersey. Literally can't wait for that to come back on. Love them. Love my girls. Um, my little surprise that I'm brewing that I'm going to check up on this week um, is I've been talking to someone from the past of New Jersey and we're going to try to do something together. And that would be like an amazing early Christmas present for me personally, because since it is my favorite franchise, like I would just totally geek out at doing something like that. So I will keep you guys posted. And of course, once that happens, it will be all over my social media and Spotify. But we find out this past weekend that at BravoCon, Danielle Cabral, so she was new last season with Rachel Fuda. Um, I did like them having two new younger housewives because they got the young kids because that's why I always did like Jersey too. Like when they first started, it was so family and it was like, not just the women going out, which I do enjoy watching. It was seeing their family and their little kids. And now that I have little kids, I love to still watch all the old Jersey episodes. I die laughing of like Melania calling Joe Judice a troll. And just the dynamic in the household with the kids running around. Because that's my household. So it is refreshing to see two young housewives with young kids and it gives you a laugh some of the things these kids say because they're funny and I feel like they probably put on for the camera but we find out this weekend that Danielle Cabral brought glam to BravoCon which a lot of them do not weird that's not the weird part but she had them stay at a hotel that was like literally like an hour away like Probably, like, as soon as they got off the airplane, it was, like, in the tarmac. Like, apparently it was, like, cheapy hotel far away. Probably, like, $80 a night. It's, like, 
girl, if you can't afford it, like, don't bring it. Or, like, what a lot of these girls do is they share the glam, which I would do. So, I know for that weekend, like, Melissa, Margaret, and Rachel Fuda shared glam. So, hair and makeup. That makes sense because they're all sharing it because you got to fly these people out and put them up in a hotel and of course pay them for their services and like you shouldn't be a jerk you should be tipping them too or like maybe buying them food or I don't know like you need to treat them well because they're giving up a whole weekend for you so splitting it between three people would be so much more feasible and better for those hair and makeup people too because they're going to be making more money because they're going to be doing more than just you and three of you are splitting the hotel three of you are splitting the plane ticket like all those costs so I don't know why she can't share with someone I feel like she's in like a weird island at this point too like she's not as close with Jennifer and Teresa she kind of has moved over and is like more like we see previews that she's like talks to Melissa and hangs out with Melissa and Teresa and Melissa don't like each other. So even if she doesn't really have beef with Teresa and Ter- Teresa can say all she wants, you can be friends with whoever you want. I don't care. She cares. Uh, she holds a grudge. I do love Teresa, but she holds a grudge. Like she's cares deep down inside. So she ain't sharing glam with her. But like, why didn't you hop on the Melissa, Margaret, Rachel, Fuda glam team squad instead of making these poor people stay in a poor people hotel. And apparently she told them she didn't even like need them one day, which is kind of messed up too. Cause I'm sure she said, I'm going to bring you out here and like, you're going to do like my glam every day. Because also it's like, they go to things every day. So I also don't really understand why I was like, Oh no, no. Like you could just sit this one out. Like we don't need to do today. It's like, you know, girl, we need to do like every day. So that's confusing. She also like her fashion is like a no for me. She's tries to be like over the top. I get it. She has like a kid's line. It's called like bougie kids and her outfits. She's one for BravoCon that like they were all terrible. And like the hair, she looked like a hair piece on her every day. And she's a pretty girl and like the makeup and looked great the hair was a little too much but she's too much so I get it but the clothes are like always a no like even on the season it was just like a no but to keep it on Jersey um Jackie we saw Jackie Goldschneider so she got demoted but she has definitely switched teams And I'm here for it. I'm interested in this. And I hope it plays out this season. I feel like it like almost won't though. Because it probably happened towards the end or like when they were rapping. But it's kind of weird too. Like she was demoted. But like I feel like she's going to be in everything. Which is like she used to get on my nerves. But now like last season I feel like she didn't get on my nerves as much. So maybe demoting her is best. But She was at Jennifer Aiden's house this past weekend. She had a last-minute small little Christmas gathering. Um, Jen Fessler was invited, but she could not come. Dolores was invited, but she could not come. But the only others that were recognizable from the show, because everyone else was just their normal friends, 
um, was Jackie and Teresa. So I saw an Instagram video that I posted actually on my stories and it was Jennifer taping Teresa when she walked in. She went, look, I have a surprise for you. And it was Jackie and they were hugging because we have seen them do things together lately. Or like she went to um, Teresa and Gia went to Jackie's book signing where and posted lots of pictures and tagged her. This was like probably almost a month ago before I started the podcast when her book came out. Also, I definitely would have talked about this. But um, Melissa did go, but she she didn't take a picture with her. She didn't, like, put anything up. Like, you can tell the shift has happened, which I'm interested in the shift. Because I will also say, when Melissa and Joe first came on the show, I was like, oh, it's all Teresa. Like, she's just jealous of Melissa. Or, like, she's being a difficult sister-in-law, like no one's good enough for her brother. Um, Joe Judice would make comments about them kind of aloud, <laughs> like so they could hear it, but not to their face. So I get that probably caused tension too. And I was always kind of on their side, but fast forward to today, because we have producers coming out, like their old producer, Carlos King saying Melissa did come on the show behind Teresa's back. We have podcasts, like people doing more interviews, kind of talking about Joe and Melissa. Like, and Jackie seems like a straight shooter, so her jumping ship on Joe and Melissa kind of interesting is all I'm going to say, interesting. And especially when she was already on the show and didn't get along at first with Teresa. Because also I will say, besides Dolores... You can't be friends with Melissa and Teresa. It's like pick a lane and you stay in this lane. And if you get out of the lane, we're going to like not let you back in. And Dolores is the only one that I feel like it's a pass. Even though at the end of the day, like she is closer and spends more time with Teresa. But Dolores grew up with Teresa and Joe. So she's like family pretty much. She doesn't really pick a side, but... On her off time, she hangs out with Teresa more. Like, they are actually friends. Not that she hates Melissa, but just saying. Because she will stay neutral in the show. And Margaret is not friends with Jackie. And it's really weird. I think Melissa just kind of does what Margaret does. And I think it stems back to that rumor in the spring of her potentially allegedly making out with that hot guy Nick Barada because I did creep on his Instagram I'm like oh he is attractive but that's why Margaret's friend that thought she was going to be on the show was not on the show and they had to do damage control and all that but they are saying that Margaret told this friend that she opened the back of the car and that Melissa and Nick Barada were making out so that's why people are saying and thinking that Melissa is just like indebted to Margaret. And now she's kind of losing Jackie as a friend because Margaret and Jackie are feuding. And she just like marches with Margaret. And yeah, anytime Margaret was kind of butting heads with Teresa, Melissa really didn't take Teresa's side. 
But I think at this point, Melissa was like, well, I don't have to take your side because you never took my side. So I do see that point. But it is starting to make me think that Margaret has some dirt on Melissa. And that's why she just could never turn on Margaret or go against Margaret. And, you know, that just goes to show Melissa really didn't care about Jackie and their friendship at the end of the day, which is kind of sad because I thought they were friends. But I think Melissa just doesn't really have friends. It's just kind of like she does what benefits her at the moment. And those are her friends. Like, I'm not saying she doesn't have friends. She does. But she can change friends quick when it doesn't serve her anymore. And Jackie's not on the show, let's be honest. Like, some of these women, it's like, Melissa and Margaret, you would not be friends if it wasn't for the show. Sorry, you wouldn't. Like, just being honest. And if Margaret got fired tomorrow, I bet Melissa wouldn't talk to her. In, unless she was, like, really afraid of the Nick Barada rumor. But then she could spin it as she's just making that up and saying it because... She's not on the show anymore and she's jealous and trying to get back on the show with starting that drama. But yeah, so I'm excited to see that kind of play out. Hopefully we get to see that play out this season. If not, it'll be the next season. But we're seeing it play out in real time, which thank God for social media. But then Lauren Manzo, who, I mean, Caroline isn't on the show anymore, but I do still love Caroline and I love to creep on her kids and see what they're always up to. So we did see that she got divorced from Vito and he was the one that was on the show. He was the one that his parents owned that store and him and his brothers all worked at it. And don't forget that Vito was actually friends with Lauren's brother, Albie, and they went to college together. So that was kind of weird. Like they went to college together and then him and Lauren started dating and then obviously got married. They had a daughter, Marky, and now they're divorced. So that probably puts Albie in a weird spot. I don't know how close they remained friend-wise. Like obviously they were brother-in-laws, but I don't know if it was like, oh, we still like hang out by ourselves because we were still like close friends. But they were like saying that they have actually been living separate lives, which everyone always suspected because he was never on her social media. But when I used to kind of deep dive and read about that, she would just say he doesn't like to be on social media, which I do believe. Like, I don't think they were ever lying about that because Snooki from Jersey Shore, her husband Gianni, like, they're very much happy, married, have three kids. He never comes on the show and he's really never on her social media because he doesn't like to. So I get it. Some people just don't like it. Like he's probably like, he was on the show back then, but now that they had a daughter, he's probably like, I'm not into the TV thing. Like I kind of did it for you back then, but don't have an interest in doing it anymore. So fair, understandable. So he was like never on her Instagram pictures and stuff, but I never was like reading too much into it. But then obviously at some point it was like, no, it is because they're separated. So she was at her brother's wedding in Italy a couple weeks ago, Albie's wedding. And they just had another wedding this weekend in Jersey. And Vito was at that one. So probably a little awkward. 
but they said that they remain friends or staying amicable for their daughter. They said they amicably, bleh. oh my God, I'm not even going to go there and repeat that word. They got divorced very civilly. And some people can do that and be friends. And maybe it's because he was kind of around in their family before all that. It's like normal. And I think that's nice that they can do that. I get that it's hard for some people. But if no one cheated and nothing dramatic happened, it's like, hey, the daughter's here. Let's be nice. So that's all really the Jersey news I have for that. So I would like to talk about some Vanderpump news gossip for a little bit. I do have to say that's my other favorite. I can't wait for them to come back. That's going to be January 15th. My birthday's January 6th, so it'll just be shortly after that. It'll be after Christmas. We'll be all excited in the new year, and we'll get some new drama. We'll see the scandal unfold. I am excited for that because that was a doozy, the last like episode of that. So speaking of scandal. The news is about Raquel. So we saw that she was spotted at the same pizza place as the guy, um, Dave Portnoy, that does Barstool's. He does um, the pizza review. I don't know if you guys listen to him. My husband and I love him. His name's Dave Portnoy. He does one bite. Everybody knows the rules. That was him. I'll go to pizza places, take a bite, film it. And he does Barstool Sports, talks about sports. He has podcasts. Um, a girl that has a podcast, Call Her Daddy, originated from Barstool. And she's amazing. She was just on Watch What Happens Live like a month ago. But he was spotted at the same pizza place as that demon, Raquel. So page six reached out to him and requested his comment. And it said, can you confirm or deny that you saw Raquel Levis while you were both at that pizza place? And what is the nature of your relationship? And the pizza place was in like Illinois. And I guess that's where she's from. So that's why she was even there. But how odd that they're at the same place at the same time. So he got so mad. He screenshot that and put his response. My official statement. I can confirm I've never met that trash bag in my life. And it's wildly insulting to even be mentioned in the same sentence as her. I was eating pizza at Uncle Jerry's, though, which was spectacular, by the way, and got an 8.3. So he rates the pizzas, and that's a high rating. But have to laugh because I still don't like Raquel, Rachel, whatever she's known for these days. I mean, she lost me with betraying Ariana and him calling her a trash bag. Still well-deserved in my eyes because I'm sorry she is. Um, that was funny. And we still don't know what's going on with her. I mean, we know she's not going to be on the new season. I think that's best because honestly, before the scandal, she annoyed me so badly. So the scandal 
just put it 100% confirmation that she's bad and annoying. Um, but besides this little pizza outing, we haven't seen or heard from her since she was doing all that garbage reality reckoning with Bethany. I'm going to take down NBC Bravo. And that's just funny that Bethany was even trying to do that. And Raquel, not a good move aligning yourself with someone that's doing that. Made it worse. Shot yourself in the foot. But that is all for Raquel. And I don't have any pictures, but I hope we do, like, see some sightings. Kind of like those scary sightings we saw of her, like, getting her nails done, which were totally staged right before the reunion. Her looking all ugly. Like, who sits outside of a nail salon on a folding chair? Like, you brought that folding chair yourself in your car and sat outside the nail salon because you would just wait in the nail salon for your appointment and, like, you're going to tell me TMZ just, like, stumbled upon you or whoever it was. Like, no. And somebody came out later saying, like, that's not even where she gets her nails done. She, like, deliberately went there. I don't know why. So she's just annoying. So her aligning with Bethany actually makes sense because Bethany's annoying, too. But in a sad news update, um, Kristen Doty had a miscarriage, which is so sad. Um, she has a boyfriend who... I've listened to her podcast before. I forget his name, but it's not Carter anymore. Thank God she got away from him. But this guy seems nice, and everyone has said they've met him and they like him, and they've been together for a little bit. Um, But she had the miscarriage at six weeks, so I feel really bad for her because I know she's getting older, and I'm sure she does want kids, and that's sad. That's always a difficult thing personally but then like when you are in the public eye it's very sad and stressful um so hopefully sending her well wishes and that she'll get through that hopefully like she's talked to Sheena about it because before Sheena had her baby summer moon she and Brock had a miscarriage so that was sad too to find out but now she has her beautiful baby girl here so maybe the same thing will happen with Kristen and it'd be so funny if she had a girl too because I feel like it's like a girl squad over there and the only ones that don't have a girl are like Brittany and Jax oh um speaking of Jax that brings me to um a little trio that got back together the night before Thanksgiving hanging out it was Tom Sandoval, Tom Schwartz, and Jax. And it looked like they were at Schwartz and Sandy's. So I suppose Tom Sandoval is like not barred from there anymore and he's allowed back in. But Jax is funny, man. I mean, he's like was trash talking him when it was an opportunity, like time to do the trash talk and to get kind of some coverage. I got back on Watch What Happens Live. I mean, him and Brittany were probably living and loving that so now he's like gonna be seen with him so that's interesting and the title was like getting the band back together so I did post that on my Instagram story on my page um but I'm gonna like dive into that a little more and see and he actually Jack's just opened like a new bar 
recently in Studio City called like Jackson Studio City or something. So I think they're serving Mamaw's beer cheese there. And I would be interested to go there and see what it's all about because I feel like Back in the day, he was so jealous when the Toms were getting Tom Tom. You could tell. He's like, it doesn't bother me. I don't care. You know, owning a bar, like, will ruin your marriage and you'll get divorced. So it's like, okay, well, now you own a bar. Like, is it going to ruin your marriage and you're going to get divorced? Like, I don't think so because he actually has made a big shift from being probably the biggest douchebag before Tom Sandoval did this on Vanderpump Rules as a guy being evil and cheating on women. And now Tom Sandoval has pretty much sealed the deal on that and stolen that away from Jax. And Jax is being a good boy now. And they're doing their little Vanderpump Valley show. I don't know when that's coming out. But Jax and Brittany are on it and Kristen Doty. And it said like newbies. And I'm like, well, first of all, it's just a new show in general. I guess it means newbies to like their group. But I'm like, oh my God, I hope it's people they actually know. Because... I also will say, I hate when they just stick like random people and they're like, oh, I like saw that person one time at the grocery store. So they're coming on the show as my friend. Like, no, like it's so weird and unnatural. Like to go back to Jersey real quick, like, like they said, Rachel Fuda and Melissa were friends. It's like, well, you're not friends. The sons are apparently friends, but also it's like, were they friends or did they just go to the same school? And, like, now they happen to be friends because you guys are on TV together. It's always weird how they try to twist how these people are brought on the show. Like, oh, you're Blah Blah's friend. It's like, not really. But I think that's all the time we have for today. Um, It was fun talking about some just plain Bravo tea. And we will be recapping... Beverly Hills and Southern Charm as per usual next week though but I think I'm gonna try to like reserve time to be talking about just tea that's happening because I feel like we weren't getting anything major but like these couple things seemed pretty major for me and especially since Vanderpump is coming back on I wanted to talk about that and haven't gotten an official date I don't think for Jersey but I feel like it's gonna be like January or February we'll get um and then I'll be so anxious to talk about that but I'll keep up with all this uh tea and updates and I will keep you guys posted about what I'm kind of brewing from the past of New Jersey so fingers crossed because that's my people I really hope that comes to fruition and I'll keep you guys posted But for now, you guys can keep up with some gossip on my Instagram. I am at Bravo T with a stay at home mom. And I am going to be working on getting the podcast on Apple soon. And everyone enjoy the rest of your week. Bye.